Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. guys welcome back to the podcast today we have coach gibbs sitting down with me gracious enough to come on we tried before but schedules didn't line up but he he decided he's like i'll still come steve didn't scare me off i'll come on uh coach thanks for being here just in case somebody doesn't know who you are and lives under a rock could you please introduce yourself just in case sure uh um, pj gibbs i'm the head football coach at east lee county high school in lehigh acres florida Uh, i've been coaching this will be my my 23rd year as a coach my first as a head coach 
at the high school level. Uh, I've been a head coach before at the international level for USA football. Um, and just uh, happy to be on here and, and, and talking some ball. And um, I'm, a, I'm a New Jersey transplant that made the decision not to shovel snow anymore uh, and moved to Florida uh, in 2015. So uh, it's, it's, it's been a blessing, you know, with the family and everything. So very excited to be on, Coach. I appreciate you having me. No, thank you. Like I said, we tried, but it just didn't work out because just right before the court, I told you how my summer had been. Right now, it's just football. So I'm back to just football. But before, I was doing basketball, then football. I remember in the spring, I did track football and basketball in one day. Like, it was just crazy. But uh, yep. um, not shoveling snow sounds nice. Maybe I need to do that. That that. that that sounds nice to not shovel snow anymore. It's, it, it's not. It's 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 not a bad deal, coach. To be honest with you, um, I don't miss the four, the forty five minute. You know, warm the car, defrost it, and if it snowed the night before, shovel the driveway. You know, it, you know, drive to work in the morning. So it's uh, it's it's funny because we get you know, kids that grew up down here. They're like, oh, coach, it's going to be like fifty two degrees today, and they're walking around in like parkas and. I'm like in a polo shirt, like, this is great. You guys have no idea what, you know, what we grew up in, you know? Right. So it's, it, it's, it, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's good down here, man. That, you know, Florida does a really good job. Yeah. When I was at EIU, I helped out their spring ball one year when Dino Babers was there and Jimmy G okay. and it's spring balls, so you know, it's 45 or 50. So you're either in a long shirt, shorts or whatever it is. He comes out in like a parka hat and gloves. Cause he's like, I'm from Hawaii and Texas. This is ridiculous. And mm -hmm. we're all looking at each other like, this is nice. And he's the guy with the stopwatch cause they want to snap the ball, you know, every 10 to 12 seconds. And he couldn't hit it cause of the glove and he's getting mad. <laughs> like, it was kind of funny to see. He was like, I hate this. I need to be. And now he's in Syracuse. So I'm like, you just went the opposite direction. You weren't yeah. Central Illinois, now you're in Syracuse. <laughs> opposite. That was funny to me to see him do that. But um, so you you went from New Jersey to Florida. Was that the only reason why you went to Florida? Was the weather, or was it just like an opportunity that popped up that was like I need to go take that down in Florida? Um, it, it was it was a family decision. I mean, we um, my wife and I have been married uh, for six years at that point, and uh, we just had my daughter was three at the time, and my son was one, and. Um, you know, we, you know, New Jersey, uh, just like Illinois, I mean, taxes, they don't go anything but up. Um, so, you know, I wanted her to stay home and raise the kids. And um, I've been a finalist for a bunch of head coaching jobs, even thought about getting an administration just to make more money right. um, and get out of coaching. And, and um, you know, uh, my brother-in-law at the time was at the University of Missouri. He was a, a defensive analyst and he had been recruiting um, the West Coast of Florida. And, um, you know, he you know, text me one day, he said, hey, listen, I don't know if you think about moving or anything, but I, you know, I'm, I'm in Collier and Lee County and there's a bunch of high schools that are looking for teachers and coaches. Um, so, I, you know, sat, my wife had gone to Clemson. So she, you know, had been out of New Jersey. I, I played ball at a small FCS school in Jersey city, you know, after playing high school ball uh, at Manuscon high school. And um, we just, you know, I, I threw my resume out there and, um, was actually offered a job in North Carolina at uh, Sanderson high school in North Carolina. It didn't fit our, we were looking to do and we looked around the Greenville uh, area in South Carolina and really couldn't find anything and came down to visit my in-laws over Easter when, uh, in 20, um, 2014 and um, had a couple, had a couple interviews and um, at, at got offered two jobs and uh, came back, you know, after the one interview and I was actually, you know, basically my schedule was set and you were going to be here, here and here. And 
So I came back to my in-laws and my wife and I said, are you ready to do this? Cause this thing's going to move pretty fast. I mean, we're going to be moving. So we put our house up, sold it in 10 days and got in a car uh, in July of 2015 and have not looked back ever since. Well, it's crazy how life works, how fast it smacks you in the face to do that. But oh, no doubt, no doubt. That was, uh, you know, it, like I said, it was, it was the hardest thing because I really, you know, a small town coach, like we were talking about before, you know, you growing up, um, I wanted to be the head coach at Manasquan High School. I played there. I'd, I'd coached there. I'd, I'd been a coordinator there. And my alma mater, my grandfather played there. My whole family went through there. So um, it was kind of a dream of mine to do that. And it was, um, it was the hardest but the best decision because now, you know, we struggled a little bit when we got down here because, again, I didn't, didn't want my wife going to work, just pay for daycare. I wanted her to stay home and raise the kids. So um, I did, you know, weighted tables, bar backs, uh, you know, tutored anything I could do to, you know, help make ends meet. And, um, you know, we, we got through it. My wife went back to work, should be full time the last two years. And um, we have uh, we have some breathing room now, which, you know, which is nice. And um, we can do things that we normally wouldn't have done prior to that. And, um, you know, I always just try to match her work ethic. She's one of the hardest workers that I know. So I, I always got to try to keep up with her, you know, and everything that she does uh, with her job. I do the same with my girlfriend. She's working right now. She's at work right now and I'm sitting here doing this. Like, and then, yep. then I complain about football when I come home. And she goes, what are you complaining about again? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't need to complain about that. Yep. Oh, yeah. It, even though it's, you know, how football coaching goes, it's supposed to be a two and a half hour practice. Next thing you know, it's you're, you're done. But then you're talking, you're doing this. Next thing you know, it's been five hours. Then I come home and I'm complaining. And she's like, because she does ABA therapy and early intervention stuff. So even then. Okay. So when I come home and complain, she goes, let me tell you what I had to deal with. I'm like, yep, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. You know, and I think too, like, um, you know, my, my wife, she works in insurance and, uh, you know, fortunate for us, for us, she gets to work from home, um, that allowed her work home. She's, uh, she sells insurance for Gall Insurance Group in Naples. Um, and that's kind of funny. You brought that up about like the practices and stuff. And I think over the years as technology has evolved, like I, I can remember starting out and I was the huddle. Like when I first started out coaching, I was the ODK. I was the breakdown guy because there was, there was no huddle. There was no right. technology. It was everything was done by hand. And um, I think that that is an advantage with the technology today because now you can do more things. And obviously, I think the pandemic has shown that we could do this. Right. If we don't need to go to the school. We can get on. We can Zoom. We can get our stuff done. We can grade our kids on huddle or quick cut, whatever guys are using. Um, but I think that one thing that, for any younger coach that is going to listen to this, it's make sure that you don't just try to fly through the breakdown stuff. Cause to me, that's the most important stuff for, for you developing as a young coach. Cause I think had I grown up in the huddle age, I don't think I would have as much knowledge or um, I wouldn't be as prepared as much than when I started coaching in 2001, because I had to do everything by hand for the first six, seven, eight years of my coaching career. And that was my job. Um, then I went and became a coordinator in 2006. I really took over that breakdown portion uh, of everything. So I think don't, don't rush to get the most important stuff done just to jump on something else. Like really invest your time in understanding tendencies and every coach has one, the philosophical differences and systematic differences. And because, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think everybody's goal, I would think, would be to be a coordinator or a head coach. So to get to that point, you really need to understand the process of, you know, breaking film down and, and, and leading and, and showing your head coach, if you're a coordinator, you know, 
that you understand what you're talking about and teaching the fundamentals and understanding your scheme. And I think the biggest thing too is, um, is adjustments. Mm-hmm. Pe- people making in-game adjustments. I think that's one of the things that, that uh, on the last couple of staffs I've been on that we've done very, very well. Um, I've had some really good assistant coaches uh, help me. Um, you know, last year in Florida, we had the number one defense in the area. Um, we, had, we started the, the year out with five straight shutouts um, and set a state record for four safeties in a playoff game, um, second to national record. Um, so a lot of that is attributed to our work in the film room and, and, and schematics and things like that. But I, don't, rush, don't rush the most important stuff because I think with this Google generation, they want everything now and they want to get it done so they can move on to the next thing where if you do that, you're, really you're not preparing your kids to be successful you know, at the end of the day. And that's, and that's basically what you want to do as a coach. Yeah, because that Google Assist stuff is nice, but I still go look at it myself because just because they did it for me, I go back and do it still. So when we talk to our coaches, I understand what's going on because I'm the run game coordinator, so I have to know like what the box looks like, how they blitz and how do they line up. Sure. It's great. It's easy to find it. That's the only thing I like about Google Assist or uh, Huddle Assist is I can go find it quicker, but then I go look at all that myself. So when I have meetings with the O-line, I draw it up on the board and I make them write out a piece of paper. I'm like, we're not going to do it on the huddle. I want you to rewrite it on the piece of paper. If I do yep. send out something, I go, I want you to rewrite it, study it, and I'm going to come in, and you're going to show me you have a notebook, and it's written down. Because I learned that in college. You're writing it on a notebook. You're studying yep. it. But, Coach, it's on huddle. And I'm like, well, then I'll unshare it with huddle, and you're going to figure it out. Like, there's a way yep. to do this. So that's a good point of doing that. Because I remember you did more. But I started coaching when I was 18, 19, so I've been 2009. I still remember okay. trading DVDs. It wasn't film; it was DVDs. You drove and nope. traded. Yep. And yeah. then a couple of years later, Huddle became a big thing. So when I saw Huddle, yep. I'm like, what is this? I'm used to the yep. DVDs and and all that. And the school didn't have Huddle Assist. That wasn't a thing. And Huddle Sideline comes out. Yep. I came to 2018. We had Huddle Sideline. I went to a different school in 2019. Did not have it. I didn't realize how much I used it or how much I needed it. And I'm like, do I need this to make adjustments or can I just do it by looking? Yep. So like almost learn how to coach again, if that makes sense. You yeah, have yeah. To- you have to. Yeah, you have to. You know, I think someone that's been in, you know, you know, the years that I have been, you know, you're used to the, the lack of technology where for me, like huddle assist, I mean, huddle assist, we, we got rid of um, last year because we, we just weren't having really good success with it. Like they were, they kept messing up our, uh, formations that we had put in. So finally I was just like, you know, I told my head coach, I was like, we can save some money, you know, we'll, you know, I'll, you know, we'll all chip in and help out. But the sideline stuff is, I, I think was something that I usually, I use very rarely. Um, my DB coach would use it. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think if, if you're brought up in that and you're used to it mm-hmm. and now you take it away where I, I got brought up and never had it. Right. And it was like a bonus you know, when it, when we, when it first came out and I was, you know, um, when I moved down here, um, we, you know, we used it when I was at Gulf coast. And then when I was at, you know, Palmetto, we'll use it again at East Lee, uh, this, this upcoming season. And man, it's going to be a month from Tuesday. We open up our kickoff class against four weeks from Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we start August 20th is our first, our first game. Um, but yeah, I think you hit hit it on the head though. Like if you're not, if you're used to it and you take it away, it's, you have to really train yourself to kind of, you know, be, be without it. And I, it was about after the first game, it all comes back to you. 
but the only thing I missed about it was when the kids come off and I'm like, where was he lined up here? And they say, oh, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. You can't prove it. That's the one thing I like about it. I was like, no, look, look what actually happened. You're telling me one yep. thing. Look what happens. That's the good part of it. But like you said, well, then what if it doesn't work? So now I went to a different school this past spring and we had it, but it only worked half the time. But since I had just come from a school, I didn't have it when it didn't work. I just said, screw it. But the only thing I missed was showing how wrong they were. Like, you told me this happened, but look what happens here. Right. So now, because I like that part, so now you can coach the kids on like what necessarily you're going to ask them and what they're looking at. Yep. But I mean, we all played without it. We all coached without it. So there's a way to do it. But like you said, like coaches nowadays don't know what that isn't what that's like. I never had huddle no. assist until 2018. Right. Or even a subtle sideline. Never had it until 2018. But the other schools beforehand, we just didn't get it. Didn't want to spend the money. Well, and, and I think, too, that if you don't have it, or like you said, if it doesn't work at the time, you really now have to rely on, on your eyes in the box. Yeah. You know, to, to, to make sure that they're, hey, listen, it's out again, man. You got to get a piece of paper out and we got to draw these fronts up. And, you know, if, if, they're, if they're blitzing or doing anything like that, um, you know, so it's, it, it's, it's, it's definitely, and, and, he, and again, there'll be some newfangled thing in a year or two that'll come out and everybody will jump on it and it, it'll be, well, you know, whatever, you know, whatever, but um, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's a definite advantage. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, just gotta, you know, uh, like you said, you just gotta learn how to use it and, and hold the kids accountable uh, based off how you use it. Yeah, that was my job was sitting up in the box with a piece of paper. And when we come out, we ran power eye options. We didn't have a lot of formations, but whatever we right. came out in, I had to draw it up very quickly. That was my job. Yeah. And I loved it. Actually, at first it was, you're 19 years old and you're like, Oh my God, I got to keep up. I got to keep up. Then after yep. a while, you're like, Oh, this is easy. Especially when you go, if you have the game plan of like what your formations already are going to be, then I quickly realized, Steve, you idiot. Why don't you draw up these formations a bunch of times on paper, make copies. Then when they yep. come, like, Steve, you idiot, this is 2009 or 10, we can do this. And uh, yep. we didn't need that. So I always tell younger coaches, I guess I'm not a young coach anymore. It's been 13 years. Like you could do this, you could do this, you don't need this. Um, yep. So I try to tell young coaches, but like, yeah, it's you can YouTube it, which is great, but at the same time, it's easier to find information now even than what it was back then. Like, I could go on YouTube right now and type something up. I can get your stuff and find it. Back then, there was none of that. There no, was, you had to go no. talk to the coach, and at Glacier, yep. you had to go to those. Now you don't have to. It's right, YouTube. It's you, people write books, which is fantastic. But I do both. I do the YouTube and then try to go to a yep. at the same time before COVID. Yeah, yeah. I need I need to be on like before now two uh, two years ago. Um, no, no, two years ago we went up to you know it was right after Clemson won the the third national championship. Mm-hmm. So that spring we just I. I the quarterback coach, Coach Streeter, recruits our area. So I called him up and said, hey, we have spring break this date. It doesn't coincide with your coaching clinic. You know, can we come up for a couple of days? And he's like, let me get back to you. So he called me back the next day. He said, absolutely, you guys come up. Um, that, you know, you'll have this, 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 and this. And we got in the car. We drove up. And we were there for three days and just sat in meetings and met with, you know, Coach Venables and, you know, Coach Coach Streeter. And um, O-line, you know, the offensive line coach was there. And, um you know, because, I mean, the guys are just – they're the best in the country. You know, they're just coming right. off one and out of the championship, so there's no better place to go. And, and, and the thing is for us, too, 
in Florida, we have so many different outlets to go to. Like we have USF, UCF, FIU, Miami, Florida, Florida State, and then now West Florida, you know, won the Division II National Championship last year. They're in like Pensacola, but so if you want to go learn from their staff, they, they welcome you and they always say, you know, hey, come on over. And I mean, FIU in Miami is a 90-minute drive for us. We just go, you mm-hmm. know, right across, right across the, uh, the alley. Um, so I, I think not being stagnant in your beliefs and, you know, you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to change your, change your scheme based on your personnel because it's something that, if you don't do that, yeah, you'll, you'll beat some teams that you're supposed to beat. But when push comes to shove, if you play a team, you need to make an adjustment based off of your original stuff and it doesn't work. Then then where are you? You know, then now, now you're in a position where um, they're, they're the ones out there that are getting the, the run play run or the pass play keeps going and you have and you have no answer for it. So I think getting out and going to like, you know, obviously, um, you know, Texas is having their, their high school coaches uh, school this week coming up. Um, we're um, we're, we're going to go out to the AFCA in January. Uh, it, it's going to be great because it's going to be getting everybody back to, you know, making those making those connections and um, meeting new people and, and guys that you've talked to, whether it's through Zoom or text or whatever. Now, now you're back in person doing that. And I think that's going to be one of the best things going once this football season's over yeah we're back to normal hopefully hopefully it's as normal as we can be and as of right now it is football practice looks normal basketball looking normal so we're and i'm speaking for i know florida was way ahead of its time you guys were doing your thing we're looking hopefully that that happens um you're talking about adapting so I just came up with this question. So you've, I think you said you coach defense. That was your thing. Like you always coach, have you always coached defense? And if so, like, have you, yeah. have you adapted from when you started till now? Cause we can't do the same thing over and over. So how have you maybe have adapted or, Hey, this is what I wanted to do, but I saw this. So I tweaked it. And now I like this. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I was, I was raised in the four, three, uh, I was raised in the old school four, three, um, two, two read coverage, cover three, a little bit of quarters. Um, I played in it, coached in it. Um, you know, and when I made them, my last couple of years in New Jersey, um, kind of started to bring, cause I, I had, um, met coach Brown who's at Arizona. Now I'd met him when I first started coaching. He was actually at UMass at the time recruiting a couple of our kids. Um, and then when he got the job at Michigan, uh, him and I kind of, rekindled things and and uh, I started kind of adapting his type of philosophical things as far as man you know overload blitzes and things like that and you know um moving to Florida um obviously there's a there's a there's a heck of a lot more athletes on the field um, you very rarely do you see uh, a wing T team in Florida um everything's 10 personnel a little bit of 11 personnel um so it's something that you have to um you have to do so we went to the 425 mm-hmm. um studied coach Saban and coach Belichick it's all, all the match stuff and you know things like that we played some match um kept it very very basic uh but the kids got it which was good um and then went to Palmetto and stayed with the 425 and then um this past season we were like, hey, we're loaded in the secondary. We have very little depth at linebacker. 
we have these long outside dudes um, and we, and, and, and we have, you know, decent defensive linemen. So we were like, our, we're playing the bare front. And um, so we played the bare front and then we morphed um, the Iowa state stuff, the three high safety stuff um, into like our blitz package. Mm-hmm. Um, so give me, give me one. Can you, can you pause it, Steve? Yeah. Give me um, um, so it's, uh, it, it like, you know, we morphed the Iowa state stuff. Um, I'd run the, the Iowa state three eye safety stuff. Um, when in 2020 USA football asked me to be the head coach of the Japanese national team. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And we were very undersized, but the kids were very athletic. And uh, we actually ended up beating the U-17 national team, um, you know, in, 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 in AT&T Stadium, running the three high stuff. So we, we kind of morphed that into our pressure package at Palmetto because we just – we were loaded and we had just had athletes. And we took a 140-pound wrestler and made him the nose guard, and he was first-team all-area, um, which was crazy because he – he was actually a third string rover, our, our third safety in, in the Baylor package. And we're both just like, you know, me and my DB coach were like, Brendan's never going to play safety. And I was like, I, my head coach had been at Coco on the East Coast and won a bunch of state championships. I said, I said, do you mind if we try him at nose guard? And he's like, well, we used to have small, quick guys at D-line. So second play in there, we had division one running back in the backfield. Second play in there, Brendan shoots in there, double leg takedown, you know, and I was like, okay, you're good, you know. So, um, got lucky with that. I, I should have pay, played the lottery that day after <laughs> practice. Maybe I would have won a little bit of money. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think you have to you have to adapt to your personnel. I I, I really do, and it's going to take work on your part as a coach. But you're doing it to be successful. You know, you're not you're not doing it just to do it. You know, you're doing it because you want your kids to learn. You want your kids to be in the right position. You want to win games. Um, but you also want to be able to make adjustments. And, and that, that's why I think you need to get places to really sit down with coaches because, you know, obviously Iowa State's seeing a lot more complex offensive stuff than we would. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have something where they're like, hey, you guys might, may want to try this. Like Coach Brown was great. I can remember two years ago we were playing Baron Collier High School down here and we were having a lot of trouble with power read. And I text him, you know, the formation and stuff. And, like, this is the kind of guy he is, and this is why I love him. Like, three minutes later, my phone goes off, and it's a picture from the whiteboard at the University of Michigan. And it's his the pressure. He's like, run this, you know. And then we ran it and crushed it, and I called him after the game. And, um, but it's, it's, it's stuff like that, man. It's, it's stuff like that that just makes this, the profession great. Yeah. Um, just speaking of the fast nose guard, um, I'm buddies with Nick Davis. He just left Rose Holman. Um, I was talking about the odd man front because when I, what was it, 2013 maybe, I had to be the assistant DC and I'd never coached defense before. So that was my first time besides D line. Like, here you go. You're the assistant DC. Good luck. And <laughs> we're, we ran a 3 4. And back then it was like, you need this 285 pound, 300 pound nose guard. And I said, mm-hmm. what's happened? You don't need that anymore, right? He goes, 
Steve, he goes, I could have a hundred and like you said, 150 pound kid, 160 pound kid at nose guard and I'll slam yep. him, shoot the gap. And he goes, cause he goes, think about it, Steve, you're an O-line coach. If your center gets beat by this fast kid, you're going to lose it. And what are you going to start doing? You're going to double him. Well, when you double him, my linebacker is mm-hmm. And yep. I said, that's, that's a good point you just made because we're seeing a lot of three, three now or three, four tons of it. And, yep. and that's what I'm starting to see is some teams have that giant nose guard but then some are getting real fast and they're slamming, they're stunting. And I'm like, man, that's adapting. Like you just said, you don't need that stigma of the three, four, this big kid anymore. You can have a small guy and it'll work. Yep. Small. The coach Steve show is sponsored by the Launchpad kickoff team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, Okay, the Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off or there's an option to buy four if you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees if you like it so much when you use the code css you'll get the fourth one free so instead of paying full price for all four you'll get three so go to launchpadkickofftee.com css use the code css get 10 percent off buy four to get the fourth one free this is a game changer guys it does more than just hold your balls Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. As you guys know, the Coach Steve Show is also brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. The Unhinged Sports Network is a 24-hour, seven days a week, non-stop playing uh, radio podcast about any sport that you guys can imagine. They have a proud partnership with Fanatics. So if you go to the link in the description, uh, go to Fanatics, use that link, and go get some gear to support the Coach Steve Show and to support the Unhinged Sports Network. They have deals all the way up to 70% off. They have deals for free shipping, and they have every single sports team you can think of. Your college team is going to be on there. Your professional team is going to be on there. They have good deals on jerseys, t-shirts, hats, socks, anything you want. So please use the link in the description to go to fanatics.com. Save big on your team's gear to help support the the Unhinged Sports Network and to support the Coach Steve Show. Well, I think to that point, too, you're talking about the three, four and the big guys, like um, watching Kirby Smart's presentation at the Nike Clinic a couple years ago, he actually showed the I forget what team it was. It was like two or three years before he left for Georgia, the Alabama defense that won a national championship. And they they listed all the heights and weights of those guys. And then they went to the Georgia defense that had lost to Alabama in the national championship game. And just the dramatic drop in weight 
Mm-hmm. You know, they were still big dudes, but they weren't 380 or 340. Like the nose guard was 275 and, and lean, you know, the, the, you know what I mean? So it's, it, it, I, and again, obviously at that level, you want to get as much speed on the field as possible because you have to match what the offense is doing. Right. Um, but I've always been a firm believer in from a defensive side is we're going to dictate to the offense. We're not going to let the offense dictate to us. And I think if you bring that mentality in, A, you have to have an aha moment with your kids that they're going to start buying what you're selling. Mm-hmm. Um, because once they do that, like this year at Palmetto, we beat Naples High School, which Palmetto had been, has been open for 16 years, never beat Naples once. Um, we were the first team in 14 years to shut them out, first team in the county to beat them in seven years. And then we, were, we won our first conference championship ever. It was the first time since the conference was formed that a school other than Naples had won it. Wow. That was our game. So to do that off the bat, it was like, boom. And then, and then we rolled. Um, we, we, we allowed under a touchdown average per, per, per game the whole year. Um, and that's attributed to the kids too. I mean, the kids played their butts off. I mean, they, they you know, we kept everything simple. You know, and, and a lot of these Zooms that I, that I did during, you know, after the season, the guys are like, hey, you guys looked like you did a lot of stuff. And I was like, well, that's what I want it to look like. I want it to look like we're doing a million different things. But really, you know, we're doing like six things out of a bunch of different looks, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I said to the kids, like, you're going to put all this on film and these offensive guys are going to, oh, they're, they're, they're coming from this way. And no, we're still doing what we're doing, but we want you to spend extra time on that. Just like offensive coaches that run a bunch of different formations – want us to take time out of the practice schedule to, oh, hey, we got to line up to 12. Now we got to line up to unbalanced. Now we got to line up to, we see this because you don't want to get in a situation where you have to burn a timeout or you get busted on a play because you didn't want to take time to get ready for that stuff. Right. So uh, but that was attributed. We had, we had a great group of kids, a uh, great group of seniors. Um, doesn't hurt when you have three All-State players on your defense. Uh, <laughs> it makes you look like you know what you're doing as a coach. <laughs> right, right. No, uh, and talking to Nick, he's like, you got to call the defense like an offense now because you have to outformation the offense sometimes. If you, if you're seeing an RPO team or something, which is all the rage right now, you know, and if you just line up different, it takes it away just by lining up. Now it's like yep. the pre-snap is gone, but when in reality, it's probably open after the ball snap, but since that's their pre-snap, it's lined up a certain way it's gone. And, and, and that's the thing, like with that, with that three high safety defense is if you see it, like it, it, it's, it's an RPO killer because, if you think about it schematically, you go three by one. The way we played it was it getting this from, from Iowa State is the, the, that third safety would always line up over number three wherever he was unless there was a, some kind of pressure or something. So you go three by one, you have a corner, a viper, a safety, and a rover. So you're four over three. Mm-hmm. Now you're trapping or inverting the backside of one, and now you're, you're pre-snap, you're a five-man box. What RPO coach wants to hand the ball off? They don't want to hand the ball. They want to get the ball out on the edge, and they want their guys to get the ball in space. But you take the space away, now they have to hand the ball off. Right. And post-snap, you now have an eight-man box because you have your five in the box, Viper is six, Rover is seven, and that trap corner or inverted safety is eight. But pre-snap, they're licking their chops because, oh, we got a five-man box. Well, post-snap, no, you don't. And we're taking away your plant. We're taking away the the – you know, back to the trips, fake the inside zone, get the ball out because you're throwing in. You don't have the numbers. Right. You know, you don't have the numbers. So that's how that defense, if, if you're the only kryptonite to that defense is 12, 12 personnel. 
12 personnel is the, like when when Iowa State played Notre Dame in that bowl game in Orlando and Notre Dame came out and ran 12 inside zone up the up the shoot um you know it's uh it's 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 crazy it's crazy um oh what was I gonna ask no but that oh I remember I predict that in Florida you're gonna see a lot of Gus's offense come in since he's at UCF now because I was talking to another uh, Coach Maines is in Florida. He runs that tight defense. He's worried about it. He's like, everybody's going to run Gus's offense now. They're going to see buck sweep. They're going to see this. And then I told him, I said, offenses are coming back. You know, it's 10 personnel stuff now. It's starting to come back to like buck sweep and and wing stuff. Just offenses are making the circle. Yep. So you may not see as much RPO here in a couple of years. It's going to come a full circle of pistol option and buck sweep and just as yeah. defensive, because I coach offense, but I tell defense coordinators, you're getting used to this, now it's going to come back. Because we already see it up here. We see a lot of teams going back to buck sweep stuff. They're going back to this, but they're doing from shotgun. They're doing, or they had a wing and they're motioning and this and that because people want to widen out. Now they're bringing it back. And yep. just the evolution of football, it's going to bring its way back. And I wonder if the 5-2 will come back. When I was we played a 5-2 one year, I wonder if that will make its way with the tilted nose to come back. You never know. I mean, it's, it's everything cyclical, right? Everything will, you know, and, and again, the freaking RPO is just a triple option out of, out of, out of 10 personnel. That is, that's all it is. Um, you know, obviously, you know, guys do different things and, you know, things like that, but it's, it's, it's option football just in space. Yeah. People you know? don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit that. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's not in a condensed formation. So, um, the ultimate goal is to read somebody and get the ball to somebody that is in space and, you know, have one more number than, than, than somebody, you know, and, and relying on guys to be disciplined and um, especially with the read option and all the stuff that that, you know, when Urban Meyer first came out with that, you know, was at Utah, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, with Alex Smith, um, you know, that was all the rage. And then, you know, Mullen, you know, doing that with Dak at Mississippi state, you know, and guys just kind of piggybacking off that. But yeah, I, I think, I think at, at some point, you know, it, the, the, the thing is, the guys are getting bigger, faster, stronger every year. And right. I think you're going to see a lot more basketball transplants because I think you're seeing a lot of these tight end type mismatch guys. Um, you go back to like Gate, Antonio Gates, um, you know, it, with, with the Chargers and guys, you know, that may think they're a basketball player, but they're really not and decide, hey, I'm going to give it a shot and then end up being really, really good um, and then being able to take care of themselves and their family. So, um, but yeah, you know, like I said, I, 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 I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that being, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, might happen, but it'll be very interesting, um, especially in the Southeast and down in Texas. I think Texas is going to have the, the Sarkeesian effect. I think you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel RPO stuff, multiple tight ends on the field because that's what he's going to be selling. Um, and, you know, the guys are going to, you know, want, want to use that because they're going to want that connection to Texas. And I think he's going to turn it around um, there. I think he's the right guy for that job. He did, did a tremendous job in Alabama, obviously. Um, but Florida, it's weird. It, it's weird in Florida because, you, you know, you have guys that, um, you know, I think the Lachey guy at Miami does a really, really good job, um, you know, coming from SMU and, um, obviously, you know, Jeff Scott at, at South Florida was awesome at Clemson. And I know he'll do a great job there. We got Malzahn now at mm -hmm. Central Florida, um, you know, Mullen at Florida and Norvell's doing a heck of a job at Florida State. Yeah. Um, 
you know, just hired Kenyatta Watson as the uh, player personnel director. So that was a huge get for them. Um, and, you know, FIU, you know, they, they, they got some, you know, they're a group of five, just like, you know, South and Central. But, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, they, 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 they do a really good job. Uh, coach Davis does good. He's always been great, great to us as coaching staff. Um, but you never know, man. You know, you never know. Um, but you got anything else for me? Because I got to get ready for uh, my wife's got a thing tonight for work. Uh, no, not really. I think you said you're the recruiting coordinator. And I was just, we don't have those yeah. in school here. So I was just real quick asking, like, how does that go? How does those relationships build with colleges? I think that's all I was interested in because we don't have that. It's just the head coach. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I've done it everywhere I've gone. Um, it's just kind of something that, you know, I, I've built relationships up. So basically it's, it's education. It's educating the players and the parents on the process of, Clearing House, the NAI, NAI Eligibility Center, the difference between D3, D2, D1, and understanding that, you know, D3 is all academic. There's no athletic money. Um, uh, NAIA is a completely separate entity from the NC2A. Um, obviously, JUCO is its own deal. Um, I always say if you want to go JUCO, make sure you're going with housing and a meal plan. Mm-hmm. I think I think in, um, uh, Laney, Laney uh, Junior College on with Coach Beam, guys sleeping in cars and stuff like that. I mean, listen, that's the real junior cop. I mean, that's the grind. The, the, yeah, give those guys credit, man. Working late night fast food and sleeping in your car and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I, and, I, and I think it's, I, it amazes me how much people don't know because mm-hmm. a lot of people are consumed with FBS. I got to get D1. I got to get D1. I got to get D1. It's like, no, you can go to D2 and not pay for school and that's okay. And the thing is too, with like, and this is what I, I, I say at my recruiting meetings, like with technology today, if you're good, the NFL teams will find you. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they will, they, they will find you. Um, yep. You know, um, you know, so that, that's my thing. It's like, you know, you look at Mount, Mountain Union is a D3 school, but really they're like the division one program. You know, they're D3 guys yep. go to the there all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and, and there's all these area scouts and there's all this stuff. And, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really recruiting education. And then it's, you know, with me, it's honesty, like, okay, like you're five foot eight, 210 pounds. Like, I know you want to go to Florida state, but unless you're running a four two forty, that's not going to happen. So let's look at some realistic options here. You know, what do you want to study? Do you want to stay in state? Do you want to go out of state? Do you want to go to a prep school for a semester to get more film? You know, so it, it's, 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 it's steering the, the car with that stuff. I mean, the, 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 the FBS guys, like I said, the two we had last year, you just got to keep them in their lane. Like don't do anything stupid. Don't post anything bad on social media, you know, that stuff. You got the guys that are you know, down here. We're mostly NAI D3 um, with, with some D2 spring. We had two kids that are going to Bluefield state up in West Virginia. That is a D2 school. So we had some D2 kids, um, you know, so it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, if it's you, be ready for hard conversations with parents. You know, if it's somebody else, let them know. Be ready for some hard conversations with parents. Um, because that, that's the hardest thing is, is, you know, especially when you get the ones that want to live vicariously through their kids. Yep. Um, and just kind of explaining to them, like, listen, they can go to school for free here. And that's okay. Like, and, and, and just having them understand, like, you know, well, you know, how much money is he going to get? Well, we have to, did you fill your FAFSA form out? No. Well, you have to do that. Do they have the NCAA clearinghouse done? No, you need to do that. Do they have the NAI eligibility? No, then you need to do that. So it's like, 
getting the, like this school at East Lee, those kids had no clue. So like I had to make sure all the, the any seniors, this is what you guys need to do um, in order for you to get, if you get an offer and they stick with it for you to get your financial package, you need your ID numbers, whether, whether it's NT2A or, 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 or NAIA. And then it's just building like anytime I meet a coach, if they don't have a card, I'm getting their cell phone and I'm giving them mine. And I, I, I get cards made up. Like don't, if, if you want to make relationships with college coaches, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Yeah. People are going to hate on you whatever, but listen, life's short, man. Like if you want to take time out of your day to insult me, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You're taking time out of your day to do that. But um, at the end of the day, it's about, cause again, that D three coach in Illinois may be a division one coordinator in two years. Like look, look at, look at the Ram, the Rams new head coach. He was John Carroll like six years ago. Now he's a head coach of the Rams. So like, it, like don't ever dismiss a coach because all oh, you know, he, let's not worry about him. He's NAI or he's D three. Well, that dude may be high, high up. He may be high up in, in, in a few years and you're going to, you're going to go back and like, man, I sat down and talked with that guy and didn't get his information. And now, now he has the best defense in the country and you want to go then coaches talk. They'll remember you. Right. They'll remember you. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. So it's, it's fun, man. It's fun because it's, a designing day for me is the greatest because it's with the kids and their families. And my first year at Palmetto, we had two kids sign. My second year, we had nine. This past year, we had 18. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's just the kid and them understanding, like, your grades are going to get you more money. Mm-hmm. Unless, again, you're the FBS guys, and both FBS guys had a 3-0 or better, so they were good anyway. But those D2 – because, again, like NEIA will try to mix and match like academic and athletic. So if you come in with like a 3-7, they'll give you half, half athletic, half academic, and they can take your half of your athletic and, and give it to somebody else. So I tell our kids, it's like, okay, this is your, it's your job interview, right? So there's, there's millions of football players throughout the country. What is going to set you apart from all these other players to tell these college coaches that this is the right guy for, for our university and our job? Right. So – I kind of do because again, at some point, football is going to end. So, mm-hmm. what are we? You know, we're getting these kids ready for life. You know, so how how do we do that? Well, we explain it to them and give them tangible life lessons. You know, for for that, and then that's kind of how we do with the recruiting. Well, that's that's fantastic. You do that, like I said. We have to do it on our own. We don't have a person that does it. It's just all of us. So that's that's great that you yeah. have that responsibility and do that and and do that. So, coach, I know you got to go. I appreciate you doing this, guys. Go follow him on Twitter. Go check out his stuff. Um, but Coach, I appreciate it. Guys that listen, thank you so much. This is the Coach Steve Show podcast. We're signing off. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. 
Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.